um, I got a cat. Life has really, it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> I've been convincing my parents for ages, and I was like, you know what, it's really good in Islam. Like taking care of an animal as well, like you get so many good deeds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What is his name again? Toto. That is so cute. We didn't name him, by the way. <laughs> it's just. He... I remember it is a really cute name. I don't, yeah, I I I absolutely love him. He loves snuggling. I've never met. A cuddly cat. Your cat is literally the prettiest colour. Like it's ginger with a little bit. Does it have like white streaks or cream streaks? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's really cute. Mashallah. But okay, what really and truly while we've been away, I feel like I've had this mm-hmm. I don't know what it is called, maybe enlightenment. And I just really wanted to like study the deen more. Because you know sometimes you just are living and you're just like, okay, I pray, okay, I read the Quran sometimes, okay, I do this, but there's nothing more, you know, I just wanted depth, right? So I came across this, mm-hmm. um, there was this, like Twitter post or Instagram post about this college called Medina College, right? And it has an online thing mm-hmm. where you pay monthly and you can access so many videos by like authentic like sheikhs and you can study like Islamic um, literature books and there's explanations. So that's basically what I've been doing recently and just, yeah, mm-hmm. I just been really in my element in that way. Alhamdulillah, of course. How about you? Mm-hmm. I feel like, I guess religiously, I have mm-hmm. been trying to better myself. I feel like after uni started, I really tried to always wake up for tahajjud and do my salat on time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I honestly, mm-hmm. right, I love that kind of, you know when you wake up really early for tahajjud and before fajr and no one's awake, and it's kind of dark and and you literally can just sit and pray and I absolutely love that time and then you can just read like I love to read Quran after I pray it just feels like a really really good start yeah. to the day yeah it's honestly that that moment is very very, very peaceful mm-hmm. especially when my house isn't that loud anymore because my brother left it's not that many people but it's just that is just the epitome of peacefulness I feel like that time and it's a great time to connect with, yeah. obviously, your creator. And it's just it's just a very special time. You can have a alone time. And you know what I realised? A lot of people have been saying that, you know, when you do self-care, this self-care, that. Mm-hmm. The, the best self-care is turn back to mm-hmm. your creator and, like, asking him for everything you want. And especially in that time. Now that you brought the self-care thing up, oh, my God. There's actually an experience that happened. I don't know yeah. if I should talk about it. Yeah. But um, it yeah, was basically, definitely. like, it, it happened a few a little while back and I guess mentally I was like really really low and I was just really unmotivated honestly Mm -hmm. and so I remember like being on Instagram and I would just kind of waste time on social media um and I remember coming across Mm -hmm. this like self-help page and it was like you know those type of Instagram accounts with like those moody like teen posts yeah (laughs) and I remember like and it said like good messages like you know you deserve better and you should forgive yourself for things but like I, it all made sense but none of it stood out to me 
at all. And I remember, like, I was just feeling really low. Yeah. And so one day I went into the living room and I just had to hear, like, two minutes of an Islamic video that my mum was playing out loud. And I felt yeah. instantly better, like you don't understand. Yeah. For a good two weeks, I felt horrible. And I was mm-hmm. just kind of looking at, like, I don't know, like mental health pages and nothing was really like, yeah. And then I just had to listen Click to in. a tiny little like segment of of Mufti Manks. I kind of forgot what he said because it happened a while ago. But it, I instantly felt better. And you know what it is? I think it's, it's because it's the reminder of your like creator. It's like that even just a few words can hit you because that's your purpose. I mean, that's what we're made mm-hmm. for. Um, I was listening to this mm-hmm. um, woman who's like, she's like she's basically does these little talks about self-care but Allah-centered self-care that's what she calls it and I was like what is that and Mm -hmm. she was like yeah people say you're beautiful you're this um forgive yourself of course but however when you're in a moment where you're just like I'm not beautiful just have a think to yourself just one second and just think who made me number one Allah Mm -hmm. made me Allah doesn't make mistakes Allah doesn't make faults so me saying I don't feel pretty or I feel mm-hmm. like nothing, I feel this, are you limiting Allah's power? Do you know what I mean? Just think for a little second, like Allah made this whole universe. Mm-hmm. I am definitely like 10 out of 10. I'm exactly how Allah wanted me to be. So you should um, obviously pray like that you feel better, but don't forget that you are literally amazing. This is such a nice reminder. Such, and I think we all need to remind ourselves, especially as girls, and Muslims mm-hmm. in the West, mm-hmm. linking to our topic of the day, um, is is hard to remember mm-hmm. that and to remind yourself of that because we have Instagram, all of these beautiful, mashallah, like hijabi influencers, and it's like we all want to be beautiful in terms of like this, like what this society thinks, but we don't need all of that because Allah thinks we're beautiful, anyways, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking about we're discussing this question: how to balance Deen and dunya as a Muslim in the West. So we're going to be just discussing um, three main top, three main like things that you mm-hmm. should like practice to achieve that balance. And then we're going to obviously talk about and discuss like our personal experiences, what helped us, what didn't help us, our struggles, and how we got through it. Inshallah, khair. So the first one that we pointed out is intention, Nia. So Tanya, what do you, what does, number one, what does intention mean to you? And number two, renewing and refreshing intention. How does that help you balance your deen and dunya? Um, okay, firstly, I think like intention is, a good intention is just um, doing something with a good heart and for the sake of Allah. Because I think especially in this day and age, it's so easy to kind of forget the whole purpose of why you're doing things and why you're mm-hmm. limiting yourself. Exactly, yeah. I think you're completely right. I would say as well, intention is, uh, again, like kind of not even verbalising, but making clear to yourself and your soul why you're doing this. So whatever mm-hmm. it is, school, uni, um, anything you do with your friends, is your intention clear? Are you doing this for the sake of Allah? Is that because that's what we're meant to? Mm-hmm. That's what that's our purpose, right? Is this gonna please Allah? Is this gonna help mm-hmm. me um, get closer to Him? And um, renewing it and refreshing it is every mm-hmm. time you do something. Of course, we sin. We all sin. We're like sinners. However, the best of sinners are those who repent. So you always have to refresh your intentions mm-hmm. because you could sin. You could fall into fitna, but refreshing it kind of allows you to, as you said, reflect and realize that was wrong. I went wrong here. 
but I'm going to do better, inshallah, mm-hmm. and Allah is going to help me. So, yeah, I think intention is definitely step number one in order to balance your dina and dunya, 100%. For sure, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, like I've heard someone say intention does not always mean result. Like you might go into something mm-hmm. with the best idea in, you know, like with absolute pureness and goodness in your heart. But sometimes it's a lot harder to yeah. actually do that. And it might not translate when you do it, but Allah would know that you did it with pure intention. Exactly. Like, it doesn't translate to us mere human beings. Like, we're just nothing. Yeah. But Allah can see everyone's intentions. And um, one example is, like, in Islam, like, whenever you do a good deed, whenever you act on, like, your good intentions, you get two good, um, two, um, what do you call it? Ajr, like, two good deeds, right? Because one is your intention, mm-hmm. and then two is you doing it. And when you act upon your sin or when you sin, you only get one. So that just shows you how important it is to mm-hmm. Allah that we have pure intentions. And yeah. just from that, I just wanted to mention a hadith. Um, so yeah. Umar ibn Khattab said, he heard the Prophet wasallam say, Verily actions are by intentions, and everyone shall have what they intended. So whoever made hijrah, which is um, migration, to Allah and his messengers, to his messenger, sorry, wasallam, then his hijrah was to Allah and his messenger, wasallam. And whoever migrated for the dunya or for marriage, then his migration is that which to um, he migrated to. And that is narrated by a Muslim. I think it's just goes to show that intention is so important in everything that you do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we definitely need to see that like in this in the West, um, as Muslim women, that some things can be hard, even just wearing the hijab. Like even if you're not completely there yet mm. and your intention is to get there, we Allah's gonna judge us based on our intentions. It doesn't matter if people like we judge each other. Yeah, I feel like you're also one step closer once you've made the intention. Exactly. Definitely, because you're remembering Allah and your like your efforts are gonna be recognized at the end of the day, inshallah. But our second point, um so step one, make intention, make it clear, um, renew it if you have to. And our second one would be a sisterhood, which is for me is like mm-hmm. the biggest thing that I have that has helped me in this balance. What do you think? For sure, yeah. Yeah, I think like people who you keep around you, like your your company is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think you know what I honestly I think for sure I can see a shift like when I was in sixth form and around people that at the time maybe like they're trying their best and doing a lot better now but at the time just wasn't the best influence I could Mm -hmm. see how that was affecting me and now I'm around I surround myself with people who are like Muslims and kind of very motivating and inspiring you know yeah exactly and it's like at that point at that stage prior you didn't you can't see it when you're in the moment. When you leave that situation, mm-hmm. you're just like, wow, subhanAllah, like you see your personal development and I see your personal development personally, you know? And I see yours. Like you actually are actively trying to seek knowledge and improve yourself in every way possible. Yeah, alhamdulillah for, um, honestly, I can't lie, my biggest sisterhood comes from you. <laughs> no, honestly, it's actually you. Like for me, you <laughs> motivate me like crazy but it is good right because you for example i think you mentioned it in the intro um like we snap each other right we're like our daily little vlogs mm-hmm. and um you were showing me like your night routine and um you woke up for tahajjud and fajr and you're saying how like you always try and and you read your little notebook mm-hmm. and then i was just like mashallah like i want to be like her so after that day i literally tried to pray tahajjud every night mm-hmm. because 
you. That is so nice to hear. Like, subhanAllah, like, you, you're getting these good deeds from me. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's the important thing, right? Like, to gain, if you're not gaining, obviously not just your personal gain, but you're gaining and giving, do you know what I mean? That's what I think is mm-hmm. the best, the most important thing about a sisterhood. I think also with this podcast, like, that's the main thing we wanted to do. Like, we wanted to also maybe like somehow help motivate others to also you know do good deeds and you're basically saying like this is we want this to be a community where people can learn from which is why whenever we well we try to at least like plan episodes and talk about it prior and make sure that the hadith we're saying is not something that's wrong we don't want to send the wrong information Mm -hmm. but um yeah so have you had any bad experiences with like not sisterhood and like just companionship and bad friends and I would say yeah I'd say for mm-hmm. sure I feel like I think it's so easy to give in to temptation and mm-hmm. sin if everyone around you is doing it mm-hmm. and I think it's the That's same thing with true. good deeds if everyone if everyone around you is doing good deeds and being a good Muslim then it's so much easier to also be a good Muslim honestly it's actually so true mm-hmm. like I was thinking the other day right mm-hmm. like when um because you know every time we talk even back to sixth form even year 11 uh, we used to go on these walks like we used to walk mm-hmm. from like school to the, to our house and mm-hmm. it's not that far of a walk but um mm-hmm. for you <laughs> i had to take the bus all the way home as well oh yeah that's true but like we used to go on these walks and literally we'd always talk about either life reflection um we used to talk about islam but we didn't realize we was doing it but it was just easier because we had each other. The Prophet says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says it, I'm just paraphrase, paraphrasing, um, no people leave a gathering in which they did not remember Allah, the Almighty, except it will be as if they are leaving the carcass of a donkey, but, um, and it will be a cause of regret from them. And that is narrated by Abu Dawood. So, like, I never realised the importance of mentioning Allah or talking about your deen when you're with friends or you're gathering family. But we used to do that all the time. And subhanAllah, that's what really drew me to you and this friendship i think one thing that i think honestly right we have been friends for so long alhamdulillah um i alhamdulillah. think if anything our friendship just gets stronger as we get older yeah and mm. i think the main thing is because we've always talked about islam or now we talk even more about it that's true and we didn't even like it wasn't our intention to no, okay let's yeah. actively do you know what i mean it was just in our nature like we're just so like in awe of it sometimes yeah and I, I i love that it wasn't purposely like we could be talking about yeah. anything and we'll bring islam into it which is so beautiful when you think about it as two 14 year olds or 13 year olds and yeah yeah but what else oh yeah i wanted to say the hadith this is a person is on the religion of his companions therefore let every one of you carefully consider the company he keeps as narrated by tirmidhi how do you think that helps us in the balance of our deen and dunya it just shows that it's really, really important to not only keep good company, but also keep Muslim friends. And I think mm-hmm. that is really, really important because uh, I've seen, I'm not going to name names, but I feel like I've seen if you have like mm-hmm. a Muslim and they surround themselves with non-Muslims only, I, I can see how it can be hard yeah. for them. And like, Alhamdulillah, Definitely. that's not the case for us. If you're struggling and you, you know, you don't really know many Muslim people, even if you have just one Muslim friend, I feel like that makes the world's difference yeah and also if you're in like obviously we don't know like who's listening but if you're in a situation where you don't have muslim friends and you do desperately want them but it's like everyone around me is not muslim make dua on it pray on it um i've heard people mm-hmm. say that like i've heard a saying that if you want something so bad you will literally pray every every time you go to sujud you make that dua 
if you don't want it that mm-hmm. bad if you're not to asking Allah every time you you know put your head down for sujood right so definitely if you if you don't have it mm-hmm. at your expense i mean at your is it accessible to you pray for it if you have it make the most out of it and that could be a test like to be surrounded by non-muslims could actually be a test for you mm-hmm. just yeah. recognize your blessings and ask for what you want and i want to say something very very quickly on the topic on the point where you said mm-hmm. um sinning comes easy when you're around like people that are sinning for example now like yeah. we always talk about how hard it is for us to like stop wearing makeup or lashes and those things is like it seems that those sins are so big to us now but back in the day when I was in school something as big as music seemed so small to us so when you change your friends you really do change perspective on life and Islam yeah and I feel like one thing to mention is uh, it might feel like really really hard to stop doing a sin if you're doing it constantly but to go back to our first point it's all about intention like once you set that intention to stop exactly. sinning, it becomes so much easier. Like once you say, you know, for the sake of Allah, I'm going to stop doing this. Honestly, Allah will help you. Um, yeah, exactly. I hope everybody has a sisterhood amongst them. And if they don't, inshallah, they'll get it. Um, but our last mm-hmm. little point is refraining and like, yeah, refraining from temptations. That is something mm-hmm. that you have to, we all have to kind of go through. And sometimes it's a hardship. Sometimes it's a test. because in the west compared to obviously mm-hmm. back home it's a lot harder you have it everywhere the temptations of non-muslim friends the temptations of music and all of that so what is your experience in like refraining from all of that and yeah the hardships that come with that honestly okay i'm gonna speak on a personal experience it was last year right before yeah. ramadan and i deleted yeah. all my social mm-hmm. medias like genuinely um maybe except snapchat but i deleted all of it and after I deleted yeah. it, it was so easy to not listen to music at all. And I went about seven months without listening mm-hmm. to music, alhamdulillah. Mashallah, can we all get a mashallah? <laughs> I think, like, obviously, maybe in the beginning, I struggled. Naturally, you would. And mm-hmm. But I think Naturally, once you set yeah. that intention, and also because I did it right before Ramadan, it was so easy to be like, no, I'm doing this for the sake of Allah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I can't listen to music during Ramadan. Like, no, I'm not going to do that to myself. And once yeah. I set that boundary after Ramadan, it just became easier. It was like, no, I went the whole of Ramadan not listening to music, so I can do it now. Yeah. Obviously, it's so easy to find it hard and also even maybe give in a little bit. But I think the main thing is to remember that it is all a journey. And if you set your intention, it will be a lot easier. Oh, yeah, that is amazing. And another thing is, in terms of that, for example, the music and um, abstaining or refraining from temptations and sins, sisterhood, mm-hmm. again, comes into it because when you tell me, like, oh, Hamdan, I'm trying to stop listening to music, or if I tell you I'm trying to stop wearing makeup, it's mm-hmm. like we'll help each other mm-hmm. and motivate each other. So literally yesterday you were talking about how you haven't listened to music. And it's like that small, like, yeah. oh, I'm so proud of you, or that congratulation is like, it's gonna it's gonna help you keep going. Do you know what I mean? If you don't have that around you, it's like you keep it to yourself and you yeah, see you yeah, think it's so small. But then your friends can make you realise that no, like uplift you, you're doing yeah. so well, keep it up. Also with, to go back on the if you're around people who sin, if you're trying not to listen to music and everyone around you, all your friends and everyone are constantly listening to music and being like, Oh, have you heard this album? Have you seen this music video? It's obviously gonna be mm. a lot harder and that also goes, you know, back to the sisterhood and, mm-hmm. and company. And I think it is 
so extremely important to keep good company exactly and i 100 percent agree and i wanted to make another point where it's like we always say well personally i always say like i hate this country i want to be in a country that's just full of muslims um because it's going to be easier right um mm-hmm. what my first point is when you're in a land that is hard for you to um it's harder for you to practice your religion you get more good deeds because it's it's harder right wearing the hijab in this country is not the same as wearing in somalia mm-hmm. or um like india or like i mean <laughs> in india I was literally. To say india because <laughs> <laughs> no, people literally get killed by hijab in india okay how villages like small villages where it's just muslims in small villages in india there's a there's a huge mix-up with religion and culture Okay, then. So it's not like the proper hijab. So, okay, maybe not India, but like, but obviously, like, <laughs> there's obviously Pakistan, you know, the, the Asian countries. But um, yeah. there it's going to be a lot easier. But here it's harder. But we don't realize that that's a good thing because we're getting more benefits and we're getting more ajar. Um, that's my first point. My second point is, for example, mm. I always say I want to live like in Saudi or in Dubai. However, mm. how am I expecting myself? to do that mm. whole trek or like study Islam in another country if I can't even make the small sacrifices which is um I don't know what it may be but like wearing jibab I don't know what it may be but the small sacrifices in your situation are you doing the best you can right now the answer mm-hmm. is majority of us no right mm-hmm. it's definitely no we're not no, doing yeah. what we can do are we like reading the Quran every day are we memorizing are we doing all of these things no so how can we expect ourselves to be of that like the people who go to saudi or who live that life is like because they can do it right so that's just another little reminder where it's like do as much as you mm-hmm. can in your situation you don't yeah. know if you can even hack a situation like living yeah. in a muslim country also to add to that i think it also like don't delay your good deeds don't be like oh mm-hmm. you know maybe inshallah when i go move to this country then i then i'll become a better muslim but for now because i'm just living in this country in them you know in the west i'm allowed to sin because it's harder yes oh wow that is that is a that's <laughs> that, that is an important that is an important point because it's like whether you live here or mecca in the or medina where the prophet mm-hmm. was it doesn't matter you're gonna die and you're gonna be in one grave and you're gonna be asked three questions yeah. How do you are, you, are you knowledgeable? Do you know your deen? Do you know your Allah? Do you know your Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? The answer, you know, the answer is going to be the same whatever country you are, you know? So definitely I would say yeah. mm-hmm. um, abstain or refrain from temptations and hasten. This is important. Hasten to seek mm-hmm. knowledge, but don't hasten while you're seeking it. He said don't delay um, learning your deen or um, doing good deeds because of where you are. But mm-hmm. also some people, even mm-hmm. I think I've experienced it where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know this. I need to learn all of this by the end of this week. Or I need mm-hmm. to learn, um, or I need to study mm-hmm. this right now. Do you, know, you just rush yourself and it's like, oh, whatever yeah. you rush, we know when you rush something, you're not doing it at a quality or as high standard. So I would say, like you said, hasten or yeah. be quick to do good deeds and learn your religion. But while you're doing it, do it patiently um, have sabr mm-hmm. and make dua for Allah to make it easy for you and make sure again back to intention I love how this mm-hmm. is so organized this episode <laughs> but back to intention you're doing it for Allah if you're doing it for people and you're saying oh let's say I want to memorize the Quran yeah. um I need to do it quickly so I can tell people I memorize six seven eight juz but if you're doing it for the sake of Allah it doesn't matter how long it takes you as long as you're gonna get there and you're doing yeah. it properly 
I feel closer to my dean already. I know I feel motivated. I I feel more at peace, honestly. And that's the goal of this podcast, inshallah, to um help people to feel that way. The way it makes us feel when we're recording, mm-hmm. honestly, because this we said it's a, it's a therapy session, isn't it, familiar? Yeah, and I feel like honestly, as much as I like, you know, enjoy filming the funny episodes mm-hmm. and, and having a laugh, I think these episodes make me feel ten times better. Exactly, like um, it's just it's just amazing. Um, but yeah, this is like a, oh yeah. Also, I wanted to let everyone know um, mm-hmm. that, like I was saying in the beginning, how I felt like this sense of enlightenment it mainly came from. I'm gonna plug them. This is this is promo, but this podcast called the sisterhood the digital sisterhood it's the most amazing heartwarming um like it's just full of reminders as a podcast um by somali mm-hmm. canadians and yeah I, I recommend everyone to listen to it it really changes your perspective the perspective perspective was it perception i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> perspective on life and yeah give us a little summary of how you balance your dean and your dunya as a Muslim in the West? The easiest thing for me yeah. is to honestly tell myself, take it day by day. Like, I think it's the same thing mm-hmm. with what you said. Like, I, sh- I I find it a lot harder when I become overwhelmed and I tell myself, like, oh, no, like, I need to do this, this, mm-hmm. this, this, and I want to do this by the end of the week, whatever. Um, so I feel like I find it a lot easier yeah. when I say I'll take it step by step. And even yeah. when it comes to temptation, I take it, you know, day by day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I didn't listen to music yesterday. I'm going to try not listen to music today instead of thinking of like, I'm not going to listen to music for the rest of my life. Exactly. Because then you're putting yourself at so much pressure. And what happens under pressure? Things are most like yeah. break. Okay? Like, it's so much easier in my head to tell myself I'm not going to listen to music today rather than say I'm never ever in my life for the rest of my breathing mm. days. You know, <laughs> It's a lot harder. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think, um, yeah, to tie it all up, in t- make intention. Honestly, if you do it for the sake of Allah, everything becomes easier. If you have good company because mm-hmm. honestly i have hamda and mm-hmm. hamda is amazing company and i have tanya and jay tanya is. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly i think you can hear this we are such good influence yeah. on each other alhamdulillah exactly and if there's one one thing that you can take away from this is um pray to hajjid actually mm-hmm. pray to hajjid because yeah that really cleanses your heart gives you peace from within you know this peace this happiness that everyone's running and chasing around finding from self-help books the only way you'll get it is a connection with your lord and the only way you can get it is at night when everyone's quiet no one is distracting you help like cry out to your lord you know like ask him for things that you wouldn't ever dream about you know and don't limit um allah like ask Mm -hmm. him everything that you want and inshallah that the balance will be easy and yeah i really hope people benefit from this Mm How would you summarize your? Okay, I would summarize it. Apart from intention, sisterhood, and you know, refraining from temptation, is like know Allah. But I think that's that's the first one. Know Allah. All the ninety nine names. Read it. Don't just read as in like, oh, he's the all knowing. He's the all merciful. Look at one a day. I would say, look at one a day, and then say, okay, he knows mm-hmm. everything. That means he knows what's inside my heart. He knows what's coming. He knows what left me. He knows my past, present, future. Allah has written my destiny, my whole life. So why am I worried? If you're worried about exam, why am I worried? I'm going to do what I can do mm-hmm. and then leave it to Allah. Leave it in the hands of Allah. You know, so definitely learn who your God is. 
and and you can do that from like I said, the ninety nine names or the miracles in the Quran. You know, for example, um, Maryam, may Allah be pleased with her. She obviously she mm-hmm. had Prophet Isa and people looked at her because it was like you had a baby there's no husband like what's going on and that was a lot of shame for her you know it was, she was under a lot of pressure and it was something that no one's ever seen before and that's mm-hmm. a miracle and then she came out of it and her her child was prophet mm-hmm. so yeah know your allah love your allah and praise him every single day i would say that and then that will help you whatever it is and with hardship comes ease so yeah guys that's my summary i think that was a really really insightful knowledgeable episode alhamdulillah may you all um may allah protect you all and help you in this process i mean i mean um so yeah thank you guys for listening and see you in the next episode inshallah assalamualaikum assalamualaikum bye guys bye